right, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, crybabies. Uh, so today uh, we have star students in the room. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. Uh, everyone is looking the part, very academic. Oh, a dark arc- academic is what is that, I heard. Oh, is that what the, it's that like what a, the kids are calling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark like academia. A, We're dark academia. <laughs> Cottage core. <laughs> it's the TikTok trend. Um, mm. Homeschool core. Homeschool core. It's the cottage. Oh my gosh. So uh, we're here today to talk about uh, the summer seasonal anime. Um, we're going to talk about our thoughts. I hope that's not coming up in the uh, recording. It's going to be hot. Hot takes. Hot controversy. Takes. I've come with. I'm ready to make people mad. You're coming with fire. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did want to, I guess, similar to last season, I don't know, should we just start with My Hero? Sure. Sort yeah, of. But first, should we introduce ourselves? Oh, wow. Good point. Um, so I am uh, leading this ship today. I am MK. I'm Lucifer. I came in very loosey-goosey. I actually have very few notes. and You have a really I... cute drawing. Thank you. I do have a cute drawing. I have a little monster accompanying me today. So Aww. he's going to see me through and um, he'll make sure that my lies sound like truths. Yeah. Same. I, I be- also have a monster accompanying me. The sweet little uh, Pochita? Puchita. 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 The stuffed animal that Josh is letting me use as my emotional support. Stuffed animal. <laughs> this is Olivia. Come dressed in dark academia, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> my hero, dark academia. Yes, my hero, dark academia. <laughs> my uh, villain academia. Oh, yeah, which is a thing. Yeah. Which we're gonna get Good point, into. Josh. Yeah. Um, Yosh here. What's up, bitches? Hi, Yosh. Don't be nervous. You're gonna be so, you're it's so gonna quiet. Be it's gonna be okay. <laughs> oh, was that it? Yeah, I guess I set my levels lower. You also uh, whispered that. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, hi. Are you gonna reintroduce yourself, or is that fine? Okay. <laughs> anyway, speaking of dark academia, uh, let's talk about my hero. Yeah. Uh, we got the second half of season five. Um, mm-hmm. Does anyone have any strong opinions they yeah. want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely do. Gonna yeah. say definitely do have some strong opinions. Uh, some very strong ones, actually. Uh, you know what? And you know what? I'm just gonna say this. Let me preface this with this comes from love. You know, this comes from love. Uh, I I got bored. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> times during this season. A- bad season it was a bad season and also you know what come for me i hate the opening oh it's so bad i hate the opening that was the most skippable op i've seen in years oh for sure skippable i was so i was so the whole thing is just that like i forget did we talk about it at all in I think we very briefly okay. talked about it because it was just that training arc. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say is like, it's just that the first half of it was the training arc, which honestly, not, not even playing it. favorites, but swear to God, the only time it was truly interesting was finally when it got to Bakugo's round and then after that, Deku with his fucking new ass power or whatever. And like, everything before that, I was just like, I, great, good for y'all, don't care. Um, it was too long for me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I did appreciate the the main villain backstory, Shig- Shigaraki. What is his name again? Fucking Krusty Crust. Tamura? Shigaraki? Yeah. She- Whatever. Fucking yes. hands, handsy. He's had multiple names. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, like, I liked his backstory, and that was, like, pretty crazy. It's just, like... That was crazy. I also just... I got to the point where I... I yeah, I was just bored, because I was like, I don't really care. I've seen this. Or, like... Even if I hadn't seen the episode, I was just like, <sighs> okay. And no, yeah. I, I think I looked at my phone for most of it. Though I did I did really like the fight with the mushroom girl. I thought that was a really creative. Oh, yeah, Spores. yeah it was a really, power. it was yeah. a creative fight. But, yeah. but that all could have been like a three or four episode thing. Yeah. Easy. I'm also just, you know, like it, it, it sucks because the entire season just felt like filler. Like even those fights, like how many times have we done the... They're training and we're, you know... We're proud of them. Proud of them and they've done so much growth. Even that 
last episode that I'm sorry, that last episode was BS. I forget this what happened has... in the last episode again. It was just like everything we've learned at oh, our yeah. Um, not and like you know there was the that one study. episode yeah. with Aizawa and fucking present Mike, which that like I liked good. that episode. That yeah. was like, but that's because it's like okay, we're getting into something that I'm interested in, and like. I don't know. Even even the my villain. I again. I appreciate the twist. The my villain academia thing. I you know, it's just it was like I was lost on things and I didn't even care to back up mm. to mm-hmm. like catch it or figure it out. I was like, yeah, okay, same. Whatever. There was a couple things where I was like, oh man, I missed something, but I didn't feel like going back to it. I was just kind of like, okay, still whatever. hopeful, still still gonna rep, still gonna wear the sweatshirt, still one hundred. But I just I'm hoping for a season that isn't all filler. Yeah, th- maybe. Sorry to cut you off, Josh. Maybe it'll be like we'll be eating our words. Hopefully next year, and like maybe the next season will make us just fucking cry and beat us to wouldn't death. Wouldn't it be nice? With, wouldn't it be nice to feel? Anyway, what were you gonna say, Josh? I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, you don't think it will? Um kind of like Jujutsu Kaisen I think the show communicates the story better than the manga my hero is the opposite where the manga communicates the story better than the show Mm. and I think out of they do all the oh you've grown so much to these individual characters the only one who hasn't grown is the director because it's that thing it's it's the thing that happens where I am always like is this a show for children or a mature show they always skirt that line and it's directed like it's for babies but then things happen that are really mature, like the background of sh- yeah. sh- like when all like the violence in it and like the dog get like like oh. yeah, so I couldn't, that, that's, I couldn't. It was that, so hard. That's a lot for kids. Mm-hmm. But then half the show is treated like a kid show, and then that happens, and you're like, that's kind of traumatizing for kids. Like so, this must not be for kids. But then most of the show, you're like, this feels like it's for children. I, like I that's st- that's still the the line I always skirt. But as far as like hope for the show. I would just, I'm probably just going to start going to the manga. To I did try story. to read some of the manga, but again, I just get really bad about keeping up with it or whatever, just because there's all the stuff I want to read and I just get distracted. But there's also yeah. a lot. There's a yeah. lot of the manga now if you're yeah. starting from the beginning mm-hmm. and side stories and all that shit. But um, I, I, I do suspect that part of the reason it was paced the way it was and part of the reason each episode had a painful amount of recap even though nothing like really happened from episode to episode is I think they were trying to stretch it out because of like fitting the next arc like like setting up for the next arc that'll come in the next season like i have a feeling it has to do with that but uh and the movie's coming out soon right oh yeah the- which i am excited to see the movie i'm always get so hyped but i feel like we've also moved past that moment where like they went off yeah, right no, the movies like- the movies tend to be kind of tangential to the main storyline yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like not fully canon but like is it's like a separate thing right like, like dragon ball z movies mm-hmm. like they're kind of just like oh this is probably lands around this saga but they're just doing like a thing where they go to an island or like the inuyasha movies which that's i mean i'm still halfway through that shit so i don't really know but yeah yeah my hero disappointing i mean season four was also disappointing where it was i season four i think not as disappointing as season five Mm -hmm. i i just thought that it was told in reverse I thought the school ending with the school oh, festival yeah, felt I like did, bullshit. I didn't like that fucking villain in the butt baby that was with him. Uh, <laughs> I know that MK I, likes I, the power. I, I, say, I, I liked them. I appreciate the power. I appreciate I, the power. I, I don't like how she was drawn. I don't like how she was. I just wanted to punt her. I, didn't I, give a shit. I liked Gentle Get Criminal. Get out of here. I thought Gentle Criminal was fun. I just I, wish it was, I wish he was earlier on. I just I, maybe thought, it didn't. Maybe it wouldn't hate him as much if he was earlier on, but I don't think that's true. But I agree with you. I wish it was swapped as well. Yeah, so I I, I agree. Uh, I I just think it was it wasn't as exciting as previous stuff, and hopefully next season will be better. I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so uh, next up, I think uh, Josh. I think you're the only one who watched this, but uh, oh shit. I mean, along with me, I think oh. we both watched it. But uh, the Godzilla Singular Point, which was a Netflix show. Um, Anything to do with Godzilla? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sur- surprisingly, you, you, know, you, you see that, and you're like, they're just trying to steal valor. But it, the 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 was it a kaiju? Is that the monster? Genre? Yeah, kaiju. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a kaiju. There was a Godzilla there with, were a, with, with a with a beam power. Ooh. It had the, the charge beam. Um, 
But that one, I thought. I mean, I thought it was well done. I'm surprised. I feel like the the ratings and the score of it don't match what I thought the quality was. I thought it was like the writing. They did. They handled science really well, almost to the point though that they would lose viewers, which might be part of the. I, I think disconnect. it went over people's heads, and they yeah. were upset that they didn't understand it. But I don't know. You just have to accept that scientists are smart, and you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, and and some there are some times where it's like certain conversations felt forced because it was like they were trying to communicate so much that felt unnatural in a conversational setting that like they there was moments that felt a little forced but i think one of my favorite things about the show uh was that it was a show where the sub and the dub were both really good so you could go either way and really enjoy it um and that was i thought really well done because there's so many shows that the dub or just either way that you go from one to the other feels awkward mm. This was actually like a like we random episodes would be like oh let's watch these in Japanese and then let's watch these in English and it never felt like we were losing the thread of the story like it was all right there which it, I love when that happens but I thought that was solid yeah and uh, just to fill you guys in a little it uh it and I haven't seen that many uh, parts of the Godzilla franchise like I've seen a lot of the older older movies and then I saw the those like three that came out when we were younger that were like the more Hollywood style I've mm. never seen one you've never seen any Godzilla oh wow but uh Kong me daddy <laughs> Kong me by your name Kong me by your name wrong kaiju <laughs> rom Kong. but it was a uh, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, something I think that, you know, and I can't really speak to other series of Godzilla that I haven't seen, but what I really liked about this version of it is that it simultaneously focused on two different very intelligent young people kind of trying to pri problem solve all of these monsters showing up and they're kind of they end up communicating and miscommunicating in this really interesting way that's mostly done through text messages. And I think the way they moved the story along via these characters' texts that were mostly science terms that went way over my head, uh, but I kind of at least could, I felt like you could keep the thread. Um, it was just this, the, the storytelling of it was really interesting and fresh feeling. And the animation was one of those uh, kind of flatter animations that's done with CGI that I thought was really well done. Yeah. Um, and the colors were good and the they had that like the outlines looked like colored pencil. And it was just like, I don't know, every time I sat down to watch it, it was very fun. Because it was two studios. Two studios animated it, right? Yeah. So that's actually happening more and more often now where uh, one studio will handle the more traditional animation and another studio will handle like the CGI and the special effects. So, you know, cause some of the CGI was a little, at times it felt weird, but by the end I was used to it and, and thought it was, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, I think the TLDR is that it's like a show about people uh, dating online and <laughs> uh, just capturing lizards. That's really, and it's one of those time ones. Though I, I guess we do have a few that were kind of time oriented. Yeah, so I don't know. Godzilla was fun. It's like a good one just to throw on and watch. And if you don't understand it, don't worry. No yeah. one did. Oh, also <laughs> one of the main characters, like she is always in like the most like pajama-esque outfits. But she's like going to science conferences in like Dubai and like working with these researchers and labs. But she's always in like she's Sophie wearing, like, shorts Sophie's, with like her hair yeah. clipped back. Just like, hey, what's up? Sick. Just chilling. And that's, I love you know, that. just mm -hmm. like, yeah. Oh, and also the AI is really cute. There's like a dog AI that goes on the phones and hops in the computers. And it's like a little just puppy thing that like explains stuff and like, I'm searching the database now. And like, oh, that's cute. It. And then okay. like, super yeah. fun. That was, I really liked that character. The, yeah, the dog AI was the best. <laughs> yeah. Netflix having a good anime. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. 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 Um, all right. Well, I want to do a quick mention on one. I think I was the only one to watch, which was Athena, the Pirate Princess which I had been kind of excited about because this one was Crunchyroll and Adult Swim uh, co-producing. And I ended up, I mean, it's not done. There's still an episode or two left, um, but it... For you to watch or it to be made? To be made. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I've watched up to episode 10. Got it. And there's got to be at least, well, there's definitely at least one more, if not two. Um, and it just, it, the, the animation's beautiful. The character design is cute. Um, the, so much of it is so rich, but then the, the, 
story and is just meh. You know, it kind of ended up being like it felt like it had all the notes of like the type of anime that uh, Adult Swim would pick up and uh, license. But then it just like, I don't know, felt a little flat. It was another one where it's like, it's fine. So it's a good smooth brain show. Yeah. Put on after work. Smooth just like brain. Just like put it on and just clean while you have it on. Yeah, look no. Look over and be like, oh, that pirate's so pretty. <laughs> well, part of part of my issue is there was a an introduction of a group of characters that were really, really cool. And this is going to be a spoiler. Um, I think they all just died. I think they all just got blown up. And it, it doesn't confirm that they died, but they were like this, these badass lady pirates that like had really cool character design. And I was like, oh, I like them. And I thought they were going to be like maybe the main villains. And then like mm. they're gone. And I'm like, why did you put so much effort into making such cool character design pirate ladies? And then we're following like the British Armada instead as the main villains, which true, true, but mm. not fun and interesting. Damn. <laughs> By blow up, you mean that their TikToks really went viral. So they stopped talking to the group because they became Insta famous. We don't got to be pirates anymore. Ditched everyone. Yeah. They <laughs> just became mean girls. Yeah. Yeah. Although I guess pirate ladies are always mean girls. Yeah. There's piracy. In um, there actually, I don't really know if I like that stereotype. Um, <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> You can watch uh, Yona of the Dawn. There's a very nice lady pirate in that. Yay. Just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. So after that, um, this is another one that I think only Josh and I watched. And I honestly don't even want to talk about it that much because I personally felt a little disappointed by it. But this was the Eda Ten Deities Only No Peace. <sighs> or I've also seen it translated as uh, the Peaceful Generation. Um, and uh, What? It's basically it's basically like there's these ca- people that are like gods, okay, and they're super powerful, okay, and they protect the balance of humanity, okay. And I feel like we did uh, maybe in the preview we brushed against it because the animation looked really cool, it's like beautiful. the colors were really cool. Was this, like the characters is this Mappa? Designs, Mappa did it, yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, cool. and it's like ooh, like this looks awesome and. So- well, wait, what's the story? Like, just by them being gods, what's the deal? So, like, there's, like, demons that got banished, but now there's some demons planning a takeover, and they want to kill the deities so that they can make demons reign and replace humans. And it sucks? It's gross. Ooh, violent? Yeah. Like, yeah. but not in a good way. Like, Ooh, like, gratuitous violence that doesn't serve oh, the story. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, a, like assault and, like, unnecessary assault and repeated to the same character oh. that did not deserve it. And, like, yeah. the way women are treated in it aren't great. And, like, I don't I didn't finish it. We got to, what, episode five? Five. We tried. I mean, it was one of those things that the, it looked so good that mm-hmm. I was, like, this should be really cool, but the animation was nice, but then it just felt so mature. The way that they make jokes really, at least for me, was signaling that they're not going to handle that well. And I think that was part of what made me like give up on it. It's like I really wanted it to work and I really wanted to like it because it looked so cool. Well, but it, it's just so fucking like, ugh. It's not that like a story can't have that kind of violence in it and be, it doesn't mean it's bad. But it's like, how are you using it and why are you using it? And if it's just for shock value and if it's the only way you think you can develop a female character is by having someone enact a violent act on her, then I that's I don't have much faith in your ability to tell a complicated and interesting story. Oh, and also interestingly, isn't it the is it the creator or the director of the um, interspecies inter- oh, yeah. reviewers when they have sex with the different... Oh. Which, um, however... I never watched it before it got taken down, <laughs> but I, I heard that one at least is like, first of all, consensual, and second of all, very just sex positive. It's just very explicit and Which, shouldn't have yeah. been this on is, a children's. This is the spicy, a spicy anime. <laughs> oh, very spicy. Yeah, they basically just visit different brothels with different Heroin. like type of whim- types of people. Yeah, and but it's too bad. I interesting. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. I next. I will not make sure to this one. Yeah. Thank, uh, it's thank a no from me, dog. Thank, thank you, next. What, what, <laughs> where, where are we going? Um, I guess next, uh, let's talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about Vanitas? I saw sure, that. It, but only if that means I can talk about Obey Me in okay. the same breath. For, go for it. Let's so, hear it. Obey Me. Can I talk about Obey Me first, actually? Can yeah, I yeah, yeah. Commandeer this. Okay. 
Just because I think me and MK were the only ones that tried and we both did the same thing. Obey Me is based off of a game? Yes. And, okay, premise sounds cool. It's all the demons, Lucifer, Beelzebub, fucking a bunch of the other ones, and they're all hot, sexy boys living in the house. Uh, Kind of sounds great. It just, like, sucked. It was just one of those things where I turned it on and nothing really happened. It's just the one where it's, like, they're all obsessed with this game where you have to, like, match it's like an app on their phone where it's like you have to match the facial expression to the emoji that's floating down the screen kind of like dance dance revolution but like for facial expression expressions <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but like i don't even really know what happened but it was just like one of those things where back when i was a full-on anime hater i'm like yeah this sucks like this is why people hate anime because there's nothing that happened they look cool but like what's the point what's i don't I don't appreciate it. It was dumb. It was boring. Didn't care. Didn't get to the rest of it. So my understanding of it is that I I think it's like a dating sim. Um, and basically it's just fan service for the people who love the dating sim. Because they already so are sense. emotionally connected to these characters. Okay. And then because if you already love these characters, you're going to love seeing them make silly faces. Oh, yeah. You're going you know? to want all the content <laughs> you can get. So, okay, mm-hmm. that makes complete sense. Got it. It was done to, made mon- to make money. Yes. Amazing. It's a money but grab. Yeah, me and MK <laughs> watched one episode, dipped. We said, no thank you. Which, I know you watch more of it, but the... Vanitas study. Vanitas. Vanitas. Whatever. The case studies of a vampire, whatever. I watched maybe almost a little over half of the first episode. I couldn't get into it. I was like, <laughs> it made me cringe. But I was like, I also don't even remember why I started it. Maybe it's because I thought. I, I don't know why I started. It. I feel like I saw it somewhere or someone mentioned it to me, and it like had an element to it that was supposed to pique my interest because I had it on a list. I just don't know what the reason was for, but I couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. So did you like it? Is it good, MK? So it's complicated. Uh, I liked it. Um, The animation is gorgeous. Uh, I really like the... uh, They don't shy away from, like, the sexuality of vampires where it's, like, sucking someone's blood is very erotic and they really i want that they really lean into it and any of the scenes with blood sucking is like it's it's there it's supposed to represent oh i walked in on that that was the audio oh yeah oh it's it's (laughs) It's like the most sucky sucky mouth sounds and i'm like i just say that and it makes me want to do it i just walked into i I just walked into the room and was like nope yeah josh happened to walk in on like one of the most like hot scenes in the whole thing and i'm like i swear the whole show I think that you and I have similar sexy preferences for shows like some like some of these characters like I mean even when it's like the rom-com stuff mm-hmm. I feel like like because like the Nagatoro like we were both head first and then oh, yeah. M- M- MK had to come along on that but like that's the thing it's like I don't know because I feel like the idea of you know having the sucking someone's blood is a very erotic you know supposed to symbolize sex kind of thing like I'm so into that there was just something about Maybe it's the fact that it's, like, set in the Victorian era that See, I couldn't get past. Because yeah. that's, like, too, like, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I was just, like, because I'm ready for that. I'm here for a little sexy, spicy time. I love that shit. But, like, it yeah. it just I, was too, like. I'm a huge fan of historical fantasies. I'm a huge, I like, as long as it's not too cringy, I'm down for steampunk. I, I like all those settings. Like, oh, yeah. See, that's, no problem. I don't think I can handle that. But, uh. <laughs> so we got the token dweeb. <laughs> wow. It's good. Okay. It's good. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the, you know, content warning on this one, there is an assault in this one, too. And oh, that I'm was. I stopped watching. That was one of the ones where it was kind of tough to get past because, well, like, what we were talking about earlier before. Before we were on mic like part of the issue with a lot of like uh, uh bl or like gay romances start with an assault and then it's like okay even if the relationship becomes good it's still started on shaky grounds there's a similar i mean it's not in this case it's a, a straight uh thing but uh there is a very kind of just gross introduction to it to a relationship and then it continues and it's like okay i guess this is getting to a better place but it's hard to ignore the fact that the power dynamic is kind of fucked up <laughs> you know and and but i also really liked the um i don't know there's like a homoerotic tension between the two male leads that i think is really nice and it feels mm-hmm. like everyone's like everybody's by basically is the feeling of it which i'm i love a full cast of adults who um are fluid 
and who might all be hooking up with each other. I love that in a show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that aspect of it too. But uh, it's, I don't know, it was really pretty and I enjoyed it. But similarly, there were just some, I I understand not uh, being on for the ride, but I'll always check out a vampire show. I like vampires. Vampire shows are cool. Buffy. Buffy. Twilight. Uh, uh, Angel. (laughs) Watching Twilight comedy first. It is a comedy first and foremost. That Angel was pretty good. <laughs> I loved Angel. Yeah. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. I loved Angel. Listen. It was so bad. It was good. Oh, God. What's next? Um, well, I guess I'll just real quick mention, you know how I said I was really excited about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. So oh, sad times. The first season had some red flags but I could ignore them because it was a beautiful gay story about an office worker and her dragon maid. And I just, it was funny and it was cute it's a real, and it was like, beautiful. Normal slice very, of life very normal. Kind of, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, when you're running late and then your dragon maid flies you to work. And because it was, it, you know, like the, the dragon would like purposely not let her wake up. So, uh oh, you have to ride me to work. You know, it was like, a, I don't know. It was a lot of the humor was cute. And I, I, uh, there were some things that were a little weird, but I kind of was like, I can deal with it. There's plenty of weird stuff in anime, right? Uh, season two, just I didn't even finish it. It just leans into some of the stuff I didn't like and spoilers incoming. Um, there's an episode, the first one that bothered me, there's an episode where uh, the main character ends up becoming a man and grows a penis. And then all of a sudden, the possibility of them becoming sexually... Uh, involved is that much more likely and all of a sudden she's really horny and it's like okay can women not get horny could this relationship not have happened because she didn't have a penis before like it just implied a bunch of kind of bio like 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 i don't know gen uh, i just bio essentialist yeah is that i well i was like is that the word i don't know but it felt very um transphobic in a way and it felt very gender essentialist in a way that I just wasn't on for the ride and then there's this other character that um is essentially this she's a dragon but she gets summoned by a little boy who's a wizard and becomes his familiar and but she's like hot and sexy and he gets flustered which is like uh, not the best premise but I understandable but then it just like keeps going with that joke and I'm like I don't want to see a dragon with big titties chasing a little boy around. But like a twelve year old does. Mm. Oh. But the show isn't for yeah. a twelve year old. Yeah, that is yeah. such a good point. But a if you're a twelve year old and you're like, does. oh, I'm in charge of this like hot lady, like. <laughs> but I don't think the show's for twelve year old boys. You it's know, gonna, that's not the target keep, audience. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing about target audiences. And <laughs> who but, ends up watching them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like I, the uh, interspecies reviewers. <laughs> Part of it getting removed from Funimation was kids watching porn. Yeah. Yo, that is crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah so that one was a bit of a bummer. And similarly, the My Next Life of, as a Villainess, the other season two I was excited about, it just kind of lost its luster. Like the first season was really good. And then the second season... Is that a romance anime? It's a harem where the... Reverse harem? Yeah. Hey. Well, no, no, no. But, but the thing is, oh. there are girls and boys in the Ooh. harem. So it's... The... Bisexual harem. Yes. <gasps> yes. But, you know, she's kind of clueless to all of it. But then in the second season, they spend way too much time on not just the men, but like the men I'm least interested in. Uh, you know, so it's like, okay, if you're gonna send her down the straight path, at least make it the the boys that I like. And it just, I mean, it was fine. I was okay. still cute. But like, I was just like, I wanted either her to hang out with the like one, the brooding boy or the girl. <laughs> nope. Damn. Um, yeah, so... I'll still honestly, I probably will still check it's that cute. out. I'm looking any any romance, any whatever. Because it's it's a period piece. It I is need romance. It any is romance. like a castle. Oh, like, it's a period piece. Okay. But but it's they're in like a castle. This and... is so weird. I like period pieces that are not animated. Hmm. Well, maybe that's not true. Maybe there are some animation period pieces that I like, but I don't know. I'll 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 you know what? I'll pay it a visit. And then, I'll see if I want to stay. I'll visit the castle. I'll visit. I, I, I will like say, a uh, warning, the first couple episodes are like them as kids, and then it gets into the actual romance and like them being older. So it is, you do have to kind of watch them grow up for a couple of episodes. So it's like Shinsekayori? <laughs> no, I think younger than Shinsekayori. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> okay. 
All right. So next, um, I want to talk about life lessons with uh, Urumichi Onisan. Woo! <laughs> ow, ow. First off the bat, I do, in fact, recommend people watch this anime. Oh, oh we finally 100. found one you approve. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I, I appreciate Big Bro Depression Show Dude, is great. Yeah. We love yeah. it. I feel it's like, funny. I feel like we've had so many uh, shows that were negatives that this is a positive. I'm, I'm like, there's got to be something good this summer. because this is... the content of the show, he does not provide the most positive outlook on things. But what I do love about it is that it's like, it's just something that you can watch. You can watch a couple episodes of it and feel great about it. You can just like throw on a episode. And mm-hmm. if you just like, if you just need your mood shifted by a couple, you know, emotions, this show will leave you feeling good. It's great. It's it's just hilarious. And it is Relatable. nice. You can put it on. You don't have to like follow it like to a T. You can just put on any episode. It's very funny. Also, the uh, this might be the first or second episode, but in the Japanese, because I haven't watched the English, but hmm. the actor who plays that one dude who just like is such a little 12-year-old. Oh, the like, penis jokes? Dude, yeah. that voice actor, mm-hmm. when he was laughing about, so was contagious. so contagious. It was so good. And at first I thought, I was like, he must have just been in the studio, like actually laughing because it seemed it was so good. But then later there was another episode where he sounded just like it was so contagious. He's fantastic. So shout yeah. out to that dude. Yeah. It sounded very real. Like so it was like th- that's sincerely that it guy really laughing. Was, like, it sounded like he was <laughs> cracking up. It was so good. I think also just like for me, there's certain comedies that don't break through for me because they're almost like trying to push the joke a little too hard. And I'm like in a dark place and it's like not working. Whereas like, this meets me in the dark place and makes me laugh, which is perfect. Like, I feel like that's like, (laughs) I just turn it on like exhausted and like down. And then I'm like, wait, so is Aramichi, but it's okay. And like, see, those those jokes feel seen and you see them and you're like, ah, I know. Right. Mm -hmm. Right, man. It's like, it's like that beer at the end of it. I mean, they have like the, the, all the drinking scenes where they go out for beers, but like, it's like that kind of just end of the day. Like, uh, work man like it, it is a, a story of being overworked and having to like appease absurd bosses and owners of companies and, and like it's just yeah it's it, it's i think what's funny too about like from an american perspective like at least growing up there was this sort of uh stereotype that i grew up around where it was like oh japan is like such an obsessive work culture people get work to the ground but it's like america's rapidly like you know we're working our freaking asses off and not getting anything and not getting any advancement so it's like oh i relate like is this supposed to be foreign to me this work culture because i work all the fucking time <laughs> like yeah. so like if anything it just worked that well kind of like how parasite when the movie came out it worked in all these countries because mm-hmm. everyone is experiencing the same level of fucking downward pressure yeah globalization baby yeah i but. also just think as a personal note as someone who for a while very much intended to be a part of a children's show, a la Shelley Duvall, uh, like, Playhouse thing. Um, I just think it's hilarious that this is, like, what it centers around. It's just, like, being an adult and trying to encourage, like, the childlike mind and to, like... And it's just so funny. It's just, like, all right, if Mr. Rogers was young, hot, and depressed, like... <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Love the premise. Oh, also just like how the uh, the kids are kind of like vehicles for uh, like their insecurities. Like like you and like kids the kids in the show always make really specific comments yeah. about what they're doing wrong that like a kid would never make. Like like th- like noticing these certain things like that's not the same same thing you said before and like just like all these things that it's like the actors are coming up against and aware of but like they're kind of just using the kids to like bring up the joke and like I, I think that show is just handled well. That was yeah. Uh, if there's anything from this season, I listener, I suggest checking this one out. Well, it's I'm nice. Withholding. It's low stakes. Yeah, yeah. it is. Low yeah, stakes. it is Very low, low stakes. stakes. Definitely low stakes, and it definitely is inconsequential what order you watch it in, except for like the. I feel like if you know the final episode just puts a bow on this on the show, so there's like recap. Mm. So like in that case, you would enjoy it more if you saw everything, but like. For the most part, everything kind of just exists in each episode. And actually, so Liv, when you watched Death Note, did you watch it in English or Japanese? Um, I watched it in Japanese. So uh, the voice actor um, that is laughing at the penis joke is the same voice actor as Light. 
I love that. <laughs> Describe my face. <laughs> mouth slightly ajar, eyes very bright. That's, wow. Slight roll in the eyes of <laughs> a little, excitement. A, li- a little twinkle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I, I highly recommend this show. I think it's very relatable, um, even if you aren't actually depressed. <laughs> Just like if you're the, an adult. Yeah, exactly. An adult. So you have to pay bills. <laughs> Um, all right, so next up, I think, uh, all right, <clears throat> Olivia, are you ready to talk about Beastars? I am ready. You know what? <laughs> I am ready. In fact, I am. MK, did you watch both seasons? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I cannot wait to, this is live, listener, <laughs> because me and MK have not talked about this show at all. So Beastars is a Netflix show, a Netflix mm-hmm. anime. Um, I was told, it was recommended to me by a friend of mine who encouraged me to watch it. Now, let me say this. So I watched season one, and of my own volition, not even just because it was on our list of, you know, continuations or seasonals, I watched it because I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see season two. This is a furry show. Now, some of you may be like, okay, that's so obvious. No, no, yeah, there are animals. There are anthropomorphized animals. It is furry content. It is furry content, and that's fine if that's your thing. I won't shred into people. It's not my thing, okay? <laughs> it's not my thing. And so when that's not your thing, this is a really good story. I do want to know what happens. I appreciate the world building and, like, what's going on. It And the story couldn't be told if it wasn't animals. Yeah. So, like, that as just a vehicle for the story, period. Like, it cannot be this pounce to ever that rabbit has titties that rabbit has titties and there's interspecies sex and i'm just it was uncomfortable and i'm a spicy girl okay i'm spicy i like that stuff i'm i'll get into it no i listen for for me personally i couldn't when there is a deer fucking a rabbit with titties and he took her bra off that's it's i really do you know do you know how hard i had to pursue because i truly wanted to know what legacy's deal was gonna be what the whole fucking thing like oh my god like i what what i just it's it's funny because like I also have some issues with the show, but none of them are like what your issues are. I do. I'm like, would you have preferred if the rabbit just was flat? Honestly, if they were more like anatomically correct, mm, I might have had an easier time. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you wore a bra. Like, y'all. And also, and also, let me just say this. It was on the sex thing. Like, so Legacy is the main character. He's uh, a wolf. He's a wolf. He's a wolf. He's a big wolf. And he tried to eat. <laughs> little baby bunny rabbit but then it's like i low-key think i like am kind of in love with this person like i find her really cute or whatever and so like the rabbit is like a super like like ostracized character but like a very sex positive character and like is yeah she fucks whoever she she wants whoever she wants and she thinks there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and like but there's just something where okay i know that like i i don't know what it is and there's a definitely this is how it is this is how it is in porn too just like okay let me take the fucking biggest, fucking craziest dude and the tiniest little girl and make them fuck. And that's, that's a wolf wanting to fuck a rabbit. And like, it's just, and then, and, 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 and you know what? And you know what? Also what the kicker is, what I really just think is like, you are rooting for it. You're rooting for it. Okay? You are. And it is just so, it's so uncomfortable. Like, it's just. I think that the story was cool. I was a little bit disappointed in the end, not gonna lie, because like the main character has been battling the whole time about how like he's a carnivore. It's basically like carnivores and herbivores, they get to like, they have to be able to like coexist in society. And there's this whole thing where they like, they peacefully exist together. And then the whole thing is Lego. She's like, I'm fucking vegan, bro. Like I will never eat meat. I will never go to the black market. I will never do whatever. And then he fucking eats meat in the end. He eats meat so, because, be, yes, I know. And it's because it was Louis, the fucking no. antler thing. And he fucking, and I get it. It's like a, there's a battle between like him and this other dude. Because it starts off with him fucking eating this fucking thing. 
basically pull it together Olivia I'm sorry it's just I have a lot of feelings I think I understand the whole idea is that like through the power of friendship and sacrifice on both ends like he was able to get this message across about whatever I'm gonna be honest I don't really think it was the right message and I don't really get it and maybe I'm not supposed to and maybe someone can educate me about it but like I thought it was kind of a cop-out because I'm like no it does feel like you just threw away everything all of your training all of your whatever and like also the motif of like eating someone to be close to them that was like the big thing about this season like season two was like not thinking that it's bad because that's like the closest you could ever know no someone. that that was just that was just <laughs> yeah yeah that was i think very specifically the um sort of psychotic hallucinations of someone who ate their friend and couldn't handle the grief of it i don't think that was the point um, I obviously it contrasts to when Louis and Lagoshi, when Lagoshi ate Louis's leg um, in order to power up, and it was consensual. What bothered that was my issue. I don't care that they're furries. I don't care that they got titties. I don't care that a wolf is fucking a rabbit. Um, what bothered me about the show was at the very end, after all this buildup, after the training, after um, he worked so hard to overcome his carnivorous urges, that he feels the need to fight the bear that ate his classmate mm-hmm. rather than call the fucking cops rather than alert the school i figured out who ate our classmate let me turn it in and he goes to his friend louie and goes no not only am i gonna fight him I want you to be there to watch me fight him because it's about my ego. And then Louis shows up for his friend and then he starts to lose the goddamn fight because, of course, he doesn't eat meat. So his muscles aren't as strong as this bear who's been eating meat. And then he eats his leg because he the the deer gives him his leg. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, that was friendship and camaraderie to me. That was just like you made a bunch of stupid decisions that has now injured your friend for life and like they tried to tie it in because like he I had the say, foot for yeah. the whole like louis character thing i do appreciate that like there's a whole other story about him where he becomes like head of this fucking like mafia thing and he's a fucking herbivore so it's like insane that he, the fact he, he's all these lion cronies and he's the fucking top dog like it's that he whole frees, thing i mean and they're, they're trying to say that basically lagoshi freed louis of his shackles yes by not only by his past because of the whole cave yes, yes. and like, and it just it felt like a big giant plot hole and that was my issue with it, it yeah and so i guess <laughs> it's just like honestly i don't know if i recommend this or not it was recommended to me and i watched it and i was hooked on the story however for me, clearly, it was uncomfortable to watch, even through Blossoming Romance or whatever. That being said, it is interesting, and I'm not saying don't check it out, but I'm just saying be prepared. Yeah, and I, I think uh, for the amount of hype it gets, it didn't, to me, quite live up to it, but I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's bad either, but I agree. I People are hyped about it, and it's just like, yeah, you know what? I think it's because you're furries, and that's literally why. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so... uh Beef stars, controversial. Beef stars. <laughs> yeah, Olivia's My got beef, beef stars. So it's, it's a multi-layered joke. Oh god, you wouldn't get it if you didn't watch it's the show. It's a five-layer burrito. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brought to you by Taco Bell. <laughs> So uh, uh, my last show I watched on my own because I've been sick these uh, last few months and had a lot of time to watch a lot of shows. And it's a shame that this summer uh, seasonals were as light as they were um, because I don't think I'm going to have time for as much as I want for next season. You guys, it's looking so full. Um, Kageki Shoujo, it's a drama about an all-girls school that it's like a theater school um when they graduate they join the performing arts troupe it's very um pretty and fun and it's like an homage to classic shoujo and it's very uh there's a lot of references to older uh works and it's just it's fun it's charming the beginning of it is a little heavy when it gets into a lot of the characters backgrounds like there's Basically every form of trauma you could imagine as they go through all the different characters. But the second half of this season, I think, is where it finds its footing because it starts focusing on the characters and uh, their development as performers. And it's really fun and cute. And I like it. And I like their relationships with each other um, because the competition's real, you know? Um, MK, if there's one thing MK likes, it's that competition. I 
love it. At I a w- drama college. <laughs> <laughs> drama high school. Listen. Drama high school. It's competitive. Drama life. Well, actually, it's funny, too, because you can, I think anyone can enter between the ages of, like, 13 and 18 or something. So, like, but it's only a two-year program. So there are, like, the age differences, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, it's Kageki Shoujo. It's cute. I like it. Um, the manga is more fun because they didn't have to edit out all the references for copyright reasons. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. Wow. I, I have it on my nightstand. On your nightstand. That is... <laughs> Wow. Um, so then, uh, last but certainly not least, um, we're talking about Sunny Boy. Uh, it's probably, uh, I, I'm definitely speaking for myself that it was my favorite of the season. Um, both animation, direction, plot, sound design, like all around, just an incredible show. Yep. Uh, definitely second that. I. Even just from the preview for it, seeing that art style and like the way that the characters are just um, from like the ground up, just the construction of the characters, the world. And I mean, even especially in the first episode, the sound design stands out so much. Like when they're in that black void, um, it's like there's the silence is silent. And like then the uh, just like the the contrast between like the spaces where they came from and then the spaces where they are are like very distinct. And I mean, for me, it's even by like the third episode, I was like, unless this pulls like a wonder egg, this is going to be like a top five anime like it just of the season. No, period, (gasps) period. Like that's that's why for me, there's no question that this was my favorite of the summer. There's like. And the opinion that, you know, we'll see how it fares out in the in the mainstream of, of anime, but like, but Sunny Boy, like, fucking really. So I'm actually, I'm like really interested because I haven't finished it yet, but I'm really interested to see like what y'all's thought on the pace was because I find like the pace, like while the world building is really interesting, I find that the pace suffers because of it. And I don't know if there's a point in the show where that, flops over how far have you watched still on the island like so so time is a flat circle (laughs) they're on the island okay for the whole for the rest of it okay but but the thing is they're changing the states are changing like you know like there's the world jumping and right time shifting and exactly so i would say like I, like very early into it like that's why it's it's taken me a while to get through it because i want to say that i'm on like episode five or five um and up until that point like there's so much world building going on and explanation of where it is that they are that it's been hard for me to be like okay so where is like they keep bringing up like compass girl keeps being like i'm the compass and i'm just kind of like okay well where are you taking me like i'm not (laughs) that yeah so and the thing is, though, like up into where I'm at there, I'm not saying that there aren't redeeming things like the world building is really, really beautiful. And the way they've kind of set it up is very maze like. And like, I think the characters have like there's like a lot of analysis that you could put into the characters. But I'm just wondering, where's the part where almost the like the plot really kicks off? So that's probably close to where you dropped off. Mm-hmm. I think that like episode five or six is where they kind of bring it back to a movement kind of like with cowboy bebop how it's like first episode hints at main plot but then the next four episodes are just individual stories and then episode five is where it links back to the the first plot introduced in the first episode and even going back over the episode list and like looking at the synopsis of each episode they kind of it's not that they stand apart from each other but like there's definitely a lot of jumps mm-hmm. in the yeah, storytelling. Yeah, it feels kind of like short story-ish almost. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like an anthology thing. Like mm. like the thing that happens in every episode could be explored way more. But they, but like they, they because the show has so little time and they want to get through so much, they, keep, they just keep it moving. And part of it too, uh, similar, similar and dissimilar to Promare, how the creator was like, this is just like, don't think too hard about it when they like told people to watch it this is a show that it is like a puzzle that doesn't necessarily have a finished solution to build to you're sitting there looking at things and putting together pieces and trying to figure out stuff 
but a lot of things never even like have the sort of resolution that would satisfy that work you're just doing it because it's fun to do it while you watch like oh man that was a weird shot of that kid what was that all about and like oh then like with with a nose in me like the compass like all of the close-ups of her eyes and like there's just so many things that like that, like just directorial decisions that even it's one of those things that I'm a, I'm a big fan of the stories like where you know quote unquote nothing happens but the way it's told is beautiful. I feel like part of what got me with Sunny Boy is just absolutely how immersed I felt with the world, even though I don't understand what's going on. You're like the characters; they don't understand what's going on, and they're trying to figure it out too. And like they're all working that way. Well, and I think, too, like um, at this point in my life, I've read and watched enough media in general. And then on top of that, you know, manga and anime that um, I usually catch on to patterns and, and I, you know, usually can tell where something's going. And my God, taxi. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I, I end up spoiling stuff for myself sometimes, but it's, it's fun. I like to try and figure out what is going like where are the hints like what's what are these little things being planted that'll pop up later and be relevant um but I think something that I enjoyed so much about Sunny Boy is I was just completely strapped in for the ride with absolutely no idea what was going to happen and I don't think I've been so surprised and emotionally moved by a show in so long that it just it struck me and I think I cried many of the episodes watching it um and because it just it manages to tell a story that's a little abstract but still very grounded in um kind of like the human experience in a way where you know the emotions the characters are feeling and the uh reactions they have to this world gone adrift is very um realistic and and I really appreciate how willing the director and the create you know the storyboarders and everyone were to just like take chances and to experiment with it yeah this was definitely one where um it kind of came out of nowhere it was just like a we had a lot of free range with this show and we did some weird stuff we hope you enjoy it and i mean i'm 100 percent on board for that and like the like the the payoff is never the thing that you're handed it's like what you did with it yourself and like it's just a show that I got to enjoy because my experience watching it like my brain was doing so much and I had such like reactions to things that came up in me that I was like if you really boil down the plot it's so conventional it's like a nervous kid in high school lost and has all these interventions in his life to help him find confidence and find direction that's you know that's the story at the base of it but like you would never guess how they tell it like that's and that's what i like about it is like ultimately the idea is really simple but the entire story was super abstract and i loved the characters the the backgrounds just like some of the shots were just so freaking beautiful and like one of my, like one of my favorite characters was the 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 science kid rajdani like everything that he did and just like the way that he was like a, such a logical grounding force Mm -hmm. and like what he could do with the show because like i don't want to say even though we're reviewing it kind of in this in this point i still don't even want to like say certain things about it because there's just certain things that it's like it just it's just it is that much richer if you just are put in front of it because like the thing is if you like i think episode six introduces a character that is really important for me for the rest of the show yamabiko there's a there's a big dog that shows up and that dog is like uh it's it's a voice same voice actor as nanami oh in jujitsu so sexiest sexy man. dog sexy dog sexy dog <laughs> yeah Hot free dog. Olivia. yeah I, I, I love that voice actor's voice it's so nice but so that character shows up and like there's just a whole episode about him and like his backstory and it that was the one that was just like gutted just yeah like just by the end of it you're just sitting there like oh my god like that it's because it was just one episode that like on its own you could just turn like i I, you could teach it in a media class the way that they just like developed the plot how they just chose to direct and shoot scenes period like where they placed people in the image what colors it was like what music was playing when when things happen like every choice to me was like 
just so good. <laughs> and I was just like so gripped by it. Cause also um, this is actually a show that we really went out of our way as they were releasing the vinyl in Japan. I had to like track down the sites that I could even like translate and get it shipped here. So like we have the soundtrack as they were releasing it because oh, like, cool. because it was just like the, like that, the Yamabiko episode specifically, there's like one song that's like almost 11 minutes. And I think the band Midair Thief does it credits to them. And like, it was just perfect. Like I was just, it was, yeah, like I was just very blown away, but yeah, so I, I think that there, like it's a conventional story, but it, you would just never expect it to go the way it does and easily top five for me. Good job, Sonny Boy. Mayhaps I'll check it out. Don't say goodbye. Is that the end? Don't say goodbye. Wow. That's, a, yeah, that's, the, that's the their ending song. Because uh, also the thing, there's no intro. There's, there's no, no intro. They always, oh, it starts, it starts yeah. cold every episode. So no OP at all. Wow. And then the just ending the is just credits with the song. Wow. There's no like people having fun and dancing. It's just there's a very... Black screen yeah. text. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I, I just... Yeah. Because it's... I feel like it, it's one of those shows that just constantly keeps you on your feet almost, yeah. right? Because even from... Like from episode one, it's just all of a sudden you're you're inside the story. Like not to be like, oh, it's in medias rest, but like it's literally like you're there. It's almost as if you just fell into that weird universe that they're living in with them because you're just like, we're living in this universe. Some of us have powers. What the hell's going on? And you as the watcher are like, these characters, wait, they fell into a universe. Okay, they're in a school, but there's all this blackness around them, and then there's an ocean, and then the island. So, like... Yeah. <clears throat> so a fever dream of mine. <laughs> Very much so. Because it is an isekai. It's like a... It's, it, you can call it a sci-fi story. Like, yeah. you know, like, all of a sudden, they're they're traveling in interdimensionally, and, like, yeah. you don't exactly know. Because also, there's just so many things that they do with the show that I think I would not be surprised to see other shows copy down the road. Like there's just certain ways of using the CGI, like like uh, some of the powers, the way they articulate them, like how things can like kind of like constrict and then the breaking and things twisting and like they use these crazy digital animation things to do like the interdimensional parts where it's just all these shapes and colors like moving around people, like that. There, there's just so many things that they do that it was for me. It was almost like the the whole show felt like an artistic statement. You know, here's bits and pieces. Be inspired by what you like. But for me, it's inspirational. It's a super inspirational show. And I'm glad you brought up like the uh, the effects of their powers and stuff because something I really liked about the animation is it was a very flat animation. Like there wasn't much highlight, low light. Like it was very simple and very flat. But just like the line work was nice and the what they like chose to do with it was great. But then when they did introduce like I'm assuming it was, you know, CG uh, elements of their powers, it just it worked really well together. Yeah, I was I never felt like I was questioning the decision to animate something a certain way. And also just I don't know, so many of the characters I just really like you just fell for them. Like I, I, I didn't need to be sold on whether or not they were real. Like all the people felt you know, the, obviously, like, plot-wise, there are a lot of people that become background characters and kind of, I mean, there's a whole episode about background characters specifically, <laughs> yeah. that they literally address, like, things like this. But, like, yeah, I think the people that were at the foreground were just so fleshed out and, like, believable in such an absurd story. Because it's an absurd story. Like, it really is, like, it goes to really weird places, but it's one of those just, like know that you're getting in for a really weird experience, but like a really fulfilling one if you keep your mind open. So anyway. Yeah, I I mean, I recommend it. I recommend it to everyone while acknowledging it's not for everyone, you know, but I'd say give it a try because you might be surprised by it. Because it didn't have great scores, especially when it first came out. But I think it's that thing that happens where people just don't understand it and then give it bad scores because they were confused. Yeah. Like... Um, yeah, so I definitely, um, if there's one thing that came out this summer, that, that would be the one I would say to check out. Cause that, that show blew my mind. Let's buy the Blu-ray. Please come out in the U S <laughs> there's a lot of Blu-ray still waiting for like, where's keep your hands off easy again. That's just like, it's like been over a year anyway. <sighs> yeah. Um, all right. So I, that's all of the shows we collectively watched. Um, and I think we'll we'll uh, stop talking about 
that. But I did want to ask you guys a question. Um, it's very personal, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, is there a show you wish you had watched that you just didn't, but you meant to? Maybe Sunny Boy. <laughs> if, if you didn't be- <laughs> immediately <laughs> if you didn't um, before now you did <laughs> i would say maybe a case study of vanitas or a, the, what vanitas say it title. how you want um just because i i tend to like vampire things hell yeah um and also just when y'all were talking about it it the sounded interesting sound. yeah i mean i'm always into a good suck you know um also i like I don't know. I go in and out of uh, the Godzilla universe. Sometimes I really like it. Sometimes I'm extremely bored by it. So I don't know. I would be willing to check it out. It felt fresh. Cool. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I really wish I had watched Aquatope of White Sand. I think it's actually maybe still going. Like, I think it's like a 25 episode. So it's not like it's too That's the late. aquarium show. Yeah, it's the aquarium show. Oh, the girl with the blue hair. Mm-hmm. Looks, yeah, it just might. looks pretty and Her nice. Her haircut's really and... cute. I just, I don't know. It's about two girls that are friends, I hope maybe lovers, and they um, uh, work in an aquarium. Aww. Yeah. I, I I really wanted to watch it, but I just, somehow it fell off my radar and then I forgot. There was just a lot this yeah, th- summer. Yeah, there, there really wasn't that much this summer. It seemed like a lot. You I know mean- what I think it was? I think it was like the, I don't know, because looking at the fall list, like the fall list definitely looks like yeah if you like spring and fall spring and fall were insane well okay so there's way less there was way less this summer if you compare it to spring and fall that's however it's still a lot of shows to be coming out and to try to keep you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i mean also though like just seeing how much mappa is involved with things and how much mad how like just all these studios that are really like just doing the most and especially for the poor animators that are like going through this i you know like i'm trying to even like push back against my own expectations sometimes and i'm like all right you guys are like hitting too like the beginning of 2021 just winter and spring like has so many things that people are going to be talking about for a long time that it's like all right, we almost like need some breaks <laughs> in the year to like have a lull where we can just enjoy some simple shows. Because I feel like Odd Taxi was huge. And I was like, wow, this is going to be like, this is the show of the year for me. Like, this is amazing. And then right. Sunny Boy, I was like, never mind. This was it. This was actually the show of the year. But they're both, and even like Link Click and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. those yeah. are all, those are all shows that are, are on such a high quality level that like, we are so spoiled right now in, yeah, in yeah. the anime I viewing also, world. Th- I think the other edge of that sword, right, is that there's the potential to just like lose watching things. Like I think mm-hmm. there's yeah. going to be things from this year that people don't see until two years from now because yep. that's when they'll finally have the time for it. Yeah. Um. So the final thing I wanted to just brush on is, well, we all know and agree that the worst OP of the season was, whoa, whoa, it's all right. Everything will be worst. all right. That was the worst. So um, bad. So since we all agree on that, I want to know what, um, were there any bops that you particularly want to shout out that you liked? Honestly, I can't think of any, but mm-hmm, not because mm-hmm. none, none of them struck me. I'm just coming up blank. Oh, I liked, I did like the, uh, the Beastars OP. Um, opening. Oh, I'd have to remember that one. Mm. Oh, it was Netflix, so maybe you just hit skip every time. Skip intro. Skip intro. Um, and then I also liked the Vanitas opening. It's it's a fun, just like. Well, I also actually I really liked the Vanitas ending, but like as a as a visual, I liked the opening. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought that Aramichi had the best ending song. That one was the that was a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> dream on. Dream on. Da, da, oh, da, da, yeah. Da. yeah, like that one. That, that one's fun. That one's great. That would be it for me. So, does anyone have any closing thoughts? Any regrets they didn't get to say when we were talking about a show? You know that meme where it's like the future city with the flying cars and it's like society if only this happened? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, society would probably be in a better place if like the drunk unemployed dads, instead of yelling at Fox News on the TV, if it was like Dragon Ball or Naruto and they were yelling at the characters. When they're home, <laughs> that would probably make for a better world. Josh, make a meme. <laughs> I me- am a meme. 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 Well, meme. Do you yeah. think we uh, will be back to talk about fall? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, for sure. I, I hope if uh, yeah. you all will join me. I um, have already made my really beautiful spreadsheet, Woo-hoo! so you guys can check oh, it out. Oh, a famous MJ yeah. spreadsheet. <laughs> they're organized. They're beautiful. 
And um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to several shows this fall season. So a uh, listener, if Big you same. would also join us, I think there's a lot of really good shows coming out. Um, and I recommend you watch them join us i also recommend you follow us on our social medias such as twitter and instagram our twitter is crybaby underscore anime and our instagram is uh at crybaby underscore anime club that's right we couldn't get them be the same that's okay no no it's (laughs) you know it's good real estate you know it's real estate we're Um, just trying to corner the market on anything crybaby yeah (laughs) well sorry johnny Depp. Just kidding. That was a terrible joke. Edit this out, Josh. <laughs> no, no, for the musical fans in the house, for the musicals in the house. Oh, Please, Mr. J. Oh my God. <laughs> well, all Lost right. So we'll be back for uh, for autumn, for fall. Yeah, yeah. Spooky. There are some spooky shows. Spooky. We'll get to talk about that. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you all for listening, and uh, until next time. Until next time. Keep crying. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye.